Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. I am joined by Luke from the Dirty Mill. Hello. Hello, Miranda. Thank you very much for having me. And happy holidays. How are you doing? Very well. Very well. We just heard that Ontario is going on another hard lockdown. Are you in Ontario? I am in Ontario, yes. That applies to me. Um, And... um, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer going into it right as the holidays are upon us. But at the same time, um, I've got some guitars and I'm halfway through Game of Thrones. So I don't know. It's not, it, it could be much worse. Is that kind of how the whole year went for you? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, this whole year was spent basically, as soon as the pandemic started, uh, we were still in the studio recording our new album. So um the whole year has kind of been spent trying to find creative solutions to both finish and promote our album. So it's been, it's been really busy. This is the first kind of minute that I've got to take a little bit of a breather um, since uh, the pandemic started. So um, I've thankfully been really, really busy all year, just kind of trying to find interesting ways of, of working around the, the current restrictions so that we can get stuff done, you know? Did you guys ever have to like quarantine together to make sure you could pull off some of your stuff? Well, we lived together. So okay. this, uh, we've been living together for three and a half, four years. Um, and so when the pandemic happened, we were living together and recording our album uh, down, down the street in Toronto. And, um, and what enabled us to continue recording it and uh, make music videos uh, together and all that stuff was the fact that we were living together. And um, uh, that was extremely helpful, as you can imagine. And then basically by the fall, we had been living together for about, as I said, four years. So we decided we're, we all have just turned 30. I think it's a good time now for us to all, you know, uh, move about a kilometer apart. We still <laughs> kind of, we still talk to each other every single day, but it was definitely, we were, we were living together like, uh, like, kids at rock and roll fantasy camp for four years uh so it's nice to it's nice to have a little bit of a change and we still talk as i said every day and zoom with each other and all that stuff but um it was a it was a good opportunity to kind of bust up the house uh at that point so when you guys did your virtual show here in madison back in october were you still living together then yes yeah that would make a virtual tour a lot easier (laughs) yes it definitely did. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, we had a lot of fun living together. And, uh, as, 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 as I said, I was very thankful that when this whole thing started, that we were together and we could, we could, uh, continue working because I, most of our peers, uh, were not able to do that. So it's, uh, very thankful. Referencing, uh, that virtual tour again, whose decision was it to put cheese as the background? for some of that show? Um, I think that was a bit of a group decision uh, in general. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, fine purveyors of cheese. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, we love you for it. Do you know of the band The Glorious Sons? Yes. So I should also mention that our band was living together and we had a fourth person living at our house and it was actually the singer of The Glorious Sons, Brett. Okay. So it was a very funny rock and roll house. I, I, I just, I, I thought that I had a feeling you might have uh, heard of the band. So I, um, but uh, yeah. You were actually here a couple of years ago. You guys played Freak Fest. Do you remember anything yes. about Madison from that? 
Well, it was Halloween, I believe, or close to Halloween. Yeah. Um, I remember that I remember people were out in their their beautiful Halloween costumes. It was getting a little bit cold around then, but I think about a year before then we were there with Against Me okay. and that was a lot of fun. We played a I think it was in Madison. Yeah, it was we we love that whole entire area. There is uh, you guys have awesome food and awesome guitar stores, shall I say? <laughs> so I, I I love coming out there. Let's talk about the music. Uh, Done with drugs is going to be in our top 100 of 2020, and that's awesome. determined by our listeners are able to rate songs as they play. So that's overall. That's out of every song we've played in 2020, Done With Drugs will make it into the top 100. And it looks like Blunt Force Concussion is going to possibly make it in there as well. Oh, fantastic. So the new album. <laughs> yes. Uh, how did you come up with the name of the new album? The name of the album basically came, came about because I was taking painting lessons with my mother and my sister at the beginning of the year, which we received for Christmas. And I wasn't really excited about doing watercolor painting with a bunch of other people at the community center, but I quickly found that I really liked it and I was having fun working on my little paintings. Found it to be a nice kind of release. But there was a couple older gentlemen at the back of the room at each class that seemed to be just getting more and more frustrated that didn't seem to, they, they seemed to be taking the entire thing very seriously, which is uh, kind of very, kind of funny if you think about it. A bunch of guys in their mid-70s in a community arts painting class being really, really angry at their paintings. Um, but at, at one point, one of these gentlemen threw his brush down and said, the line that has now become the title of our album and it captured my imagination and to me the reason why i love the title is because you can't say it without smiling and we're trying to bring joy to the world i do believe we've accomplished it with this title did you know when you named it that that on the radio we would often refer to it as fart uh, we did know that, yes. Okay. Which was fantastic. Yeah, there was any number, any way, which way it got cut, it felt like it was going to be funny, like F art or just art was another one. Uh, art is equally funny to me if you just called it art. But um, yeah. we decided to go with the expletive uh, version. But uh, to me, there just there was a set. There's a sense of, of joy and jubilation to the whole thing, and a sense of fun, which we really wanted to capture. And uh, I mean, our band started about 14 years ago because we would we grew up in the suburbs and we'd go into the woods and make fireworks out of sparklers and stuff and try and explode action figures in the woods and basically play with fireworks in the woods. And that sense of joy of kind of, of, of simple mischief in the woods, I feel, is still being served today with that title. So I think you should happy. have another album called Simple Mischief in the Woods. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's our acoustic record. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. And we wanted to briefly touch on the fact that you guys, you won a Juno Award, right? We did. What was that like? It was, uh, it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience, I have to say. that um, We won for Breakthrough Group of the Year in 2017. We went uh, to the ceremony and we got to play at it. And that was a lot of fun also. When we won, I was just, it was uh, an electric feeling, something you never thought you'd win some sort of actual recognition by uh, the formal, like the, the most formal 
Academy in Canada. Like it's the Canadian Grammys, basically. Yeah. You get a you get a Tim Hortons coffee with each one, but uh, no, <laughs> uh, it was really funny though when they were playing samples of each band's or artist's song while they're announcing the nominees. There are all these really slick sounding kind of, you know, R&B recordings and uh, roots and jazz and all this stuff. And then there was a cr- there was a, a squeal of feedback and all, everybody in the banquet hall in their suits and stuff kind of ducked down, anticipating uh, some sort of crash. And it was actually just the sound of our band thing playing. So there was definitely, again, there was a, 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 there was a sense of simple mischief in the woods uh, when we were at the Junos as well. Um, when we won the award, I could not pass up the opportunity to say into the microphone. I don't. I, I, this is there's no expletives in here, but I said that weed rules because I had had a few glasses of Chardonnay and was feeling very good at the time, and could not, as I said, there's a there's a 12 year old inside me that is just desperate to try and create a little bit of mischief wherever I go. I had to say this into the microphone. This, of course, was on the front page of the local newspaper. And I woke up the next morning with a very big headache, a very joyous event. We had actually partied with Kiefer Sutherland the night before. Yes. And I woke up and there was just a paragraph text message from my mom that began with, you represent the hopes and dreams of all the young musicians. And I just put down the phone and I just had to go back to bed. But when I did respond to her, she was very upset about my remarks to the, to the world uh, that night. But what I said to my mom was, Mom, I love you. I love you with all my heart. But when you win your Juno, you can say whatever you want. That's a perfect response. <laughs> Everything that you've done already, you guys have won a Juno Award. You guys have been classified under a lot of different genres. Do you prefer alternative or hard rock or punk or a certain genre to describe you guys more than others? Traditionally, I'd say I just love seeing rock and roll, but I feel like the more different titles that I see ascribed to us, the better I feel just because I, it's nice to feel that different, that people hear different things in our band than maybe what I hear in our band. I just like the different, we get people all the time saying, you guys sound like this band. I'm like, I've never heard of the band that you're, you're describing and I'll check them out. And they, to me, it's how we sound nothing like them, but Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of rock and roll in general is that you can it's so subjective so i really enjoy just seeing a variety of kind of subtitles but my favorite one definitely is, is rock and roll we are a rock and roll man that's how i feel and that's a large umbrella so it covers yes, it everything <laughs> yes i think within that's why i kind of like it is because we we can play some thrash thrash metal we can play punk we can play you know rolling stones or the who uh we, uh, it doesn't really matter. We can, we, we, I think we, we feel a fair amount of flexibility and complete freedom to do whatever we want. And we don't let, that's why we kind of avoid specific uh, mm-hmm. subgenres um, because we like to maintain some flexibility. So on the new album, do you feel like it's kind of a series of jams or is it more of like a story through the album? I felt like at one point when we were putting together the track listing that there's a little bit of an, a simple theme of kind of, it's about, I think this album is mostly about getting to your, the end of your twenties and into your thirties and, and seeing, observing things around you and, you know, trying to, trying to kick certain habits or seeing people trying to kick certain habits and trying to reconcile with yourself all of the expectations that 
are on you about becoming a real adult. You're 30 now, but also at the same time being a 12 year old who wants to light off things in the fireworks. So, or in the, in the woods, rather fireworks in the woods. So it's kind of, I think it's a pretty classic struggling to fit into the parameters of adulthood album and trying to reconcile with that. But there's not really, I think that's the best I could give as an overarching theme it's more of um, it's, but to me, it's it's a collection of of love songs mostly, and then some observational songs in there too. It's a lot of love songs in there. Are you aware of a band named Bad Flower that wrote a song called Thirty, released it this year? We played with Bad Flower four years ago. We toured with them and Billy Talent, and I I have not seen them since then, but I've seen their name kind of around, and it's I'm it's it's great to see that they're still that they're doing it and they're doing great, but uh, I have not heard that song. Yeah, two of them turned 30, so they wrote a song called 30 about- Oh, that's great. During a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I remember we were touring together, yeah, 2016. We were opening for Billy Talent together in the States and we had a great time. Uh, Those were very nice people. Can you tell me more about the Millionaires Club? Yes. So we have, uh, due to popular demand, um, we're sitting on a lot of um, old recordings and old photos and behind the scenes stuff and, you know, physical actual artifacts, you know, handwritten lyrics and all these kinds of things. And to me, I was like, I'm just going to throw this stuff out. But then we, we started seeing this interest online for people really wanted this stuff. Um, but we're not really content to just kind of keep, um, you know, posting stuff on Instagram and we want to do that. Of course, we're going to still do that stuff, but we wanted to basically give people a chance to have some stuff that we're not comfortable with giving to the entire public. We just want to give to people that really love the band and we wanted to give, uh, you know, a place where the super fans could, could hang out because, when you're a band for 14 years and you keep going and you tour around the world, you accumulate uh, some people that really, really like your band. Um, and so we wanted to basically establish a platform where we could give them what they wanted and thank them for being our fans and for supporting us um, as loyally as they have. And so Patreon seemed like the best platform to do so. We experimented with a couple of different ideas, but what we settled on is launching a $10 per month uh, baseline uh, subscription and with that you get exclusive access to all of our live stream shows uh, we did a, a master volume uh, live concert shot on a, a million different cameras that's really well mixed and it's really really well shot that's going to be there exclusively also we have a new documentary about the making of our album as it was basically threatened by the pandemic and all the obstacles we had to jump through to get it done that's going to be premiering on our on our patreon beginning on uh, new year's day the day our album comes out january 1st so it's going to be the exclusive home to a lot of our new content and we'll probably you know when we release new videos we'll give teasers to the general public but there will always be a more substantial and better version of things in our Patreon. Do you think that your podcast will end up moving to Millionaire's Club? It's possible, but I really like having as much of a, a reach as, 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 as we can for the time being. But there's definitely other kind of... The, the podcast is an edited down version of a conversation. 
There's going to be extras uh, that will live on our Patreon exclusively. Interviews that maybe we were attempting that we had gotten, you know, 40 minutes through and then there was a technical error that prevented us from getting them done or conversations between the band early early kind of interviews that we did with each other while we were messing around really stuff that you'd have to be a fan to really enjoy. But if you are a fan, I know you're going to enjoy that stuff. How did your podcast born to Rome come to be last year while we were on tour, we were, we were supporting a, one of our songs called idiot victory and we were going around and we, we basically just decided to start interviewing people and seeing what they had to say. And it kind of started in a sarcastic way with just a microphone and a simple interface. But then I started, uh, we, we went on tour with a band called White Reaper, who I'm sure you're familiar with. And I started having, I was having long conversations with each member of the band as I have with every band we've ever toured with. And I said that this is probably something that people that don't tour would like to hear about. And the premise of the whole thing was, you know, discussing touring with other artists, but also reflecting myself on touring. It's kind of morphed a little bit since then, but it's uh, born to Rome is kind of the sentiment about, you know, being on the road. And uh, we, when we started the podcast, we had just had been on tour for like seven years. So it was, it felt like this is, what are we going to do other than, you know, talk to other people about this experience? Because this is a special experience that not everyone gets to do. And I wanted to try and record some of that. That's awesome. Now I have a speed round. Hit me. <laughs> How do you say produce, like fruits and vegetables? Produce. Produce. And on the other side of Canada, apparently they say produce. Produce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite band you've ever toured with? Against Me. Also, most recently on your Born to Rome podcast. Yes, Laura Jane Grace. Yeah. Uh, she was very generous to come on the podcast. What's your go-to drink? Beer. A specific kind of beer? Uh, I really like European-style lagers, just lighter lagers. Uh, Pilsner or Urquell is probably my favorite uh, beer, I'd have to say. Nice. What's an item you always forget to pack when you go on tour? A towel. <laughs> is that because you are showering at truck stops, or do you like it's to bring your own towel to hotels? I, well, usually there's some sort of hope that we're going to be able to find a jacuzzi or a, a pool or something like that. But, um, you know, the, the other thing that I always forget to bring is like a backup charger or uh, when we go to Europe, I'm packing my clothes in my guitar cases and I often like I'll bring like seven pairs of socks and no underwear. So like there's, there's always some. I'm a terrible packer it's, it's, and I, I have no self-discipline for, for, for putting in the proper time beforehand. It's always a, a crisis pack right, right before we're leaving. Well, thank you so much for joining me. That's about all of our time for today. Did I miss anything? I think that's perfect. And I, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on and uh, thanks for the support of, of, uh, of the band. And uh, we, we, we can't wait to come back out there and see you guys in person. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you in 2021 right here in Madison. Well, heck yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Luke. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks, Miranda.